overall value of dairy exports to South America was also 37% higher than 2018. For Agnet West Radio Network, I'm Brian German. This is KCAA. You're listening to GCN, the world leader in... Stocks are coming off a day in the green with the Dow posting a seven-day winning streak now. It was up 45 points. Investors are hoping for a lucky Friday the 13th on Wall Street today. Here's a present your grandchildren do not want. The federal budget deficit is the highest in seven years, crashing through the trillion-dollar mark in August. Watch out, Amazon. Here comes Walmart with unlimited grocery delivery this fall, and the price undercuts Amazon Prime. On today's watch list, the FDA's outside advisors set to vote on what could be the first FDA-approved therapy for peanut allergy. You can pre-order an Apple iPhone 11 today. They'll be in stores next Friday. If you borrowed money to send your kid to college or you paid for tutoring or prep classes for your kid to get into college... You might be paying attention today when actress Felicity Huffman is sentenced this afternoon in the college admissions scandal. New in theaters, Warner Brothers' The Goldfinch and STX Entertainment's Hustlers. Jessica Ettinger, CNBC. I'm not a big talker. I am a big doer. But sometimes the only way to solve the problem is to get on the horn and figure it out. So the only people I like talking to? Granger, With knowledgeable product experts ready with the answers to my toughest questions, Colin Granger is the one conversation I don't mind having. From machining and motor parts to valves and vacuum pumps. When it comes to solving my problems, Granger's got my back. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're in charge of hiring, and Indeed has solutions, like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. We'll also have a dolphin chatter excitedly in front of the perfect candidate. Okay, there's no dolphin. But skills tests, that's a for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com slash promo today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. It's time to take a look at our roadways. I'm Aaron Brinker. In uh, the Running Springs area, this is there's still a full closure on Highway 330. This is both northbound and southbound between Highland Avenue and Hilltop Boulevard. Crews are working on installing a rock barrier until September 20th. So an alternate route would be Highway 18, which is Waterman Avenue, or Highway 38, which is Lagonia in Redlands. In Beaumont, there's some road construction. This is on the 60 westbound between Jackrabbit Trail and Gilman Springs Road. There's some road construction. The roadway is reduced to one lane. In Riverside, there's a two-vehicle crash on the 215 northbound at Box Springs Road. Um, the center divider is its now blocking the center divider. Traffic is heavy from before Alessandro. The 60 west is slow from Pigeon Pass to the 215. In Riverside on the 215 northbound after Central, a two-car wreck is in the center divider. Stop-and-go traffic is backed up from Alessandro. This has been your traffic report. Drive carefully, everyone. I'm Aaron Brinker, and this report is brought to you by Unbound.org. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. This is KCAA. California headline news, a major part of the investigation into the boat fire that killed 34 people off the Santa Barbara coast is closed out. I'm pleased to report that our coroner's bureau, with the assistance of our detective bureau, has now successfully identified all 34 of the victims. Santa Barbara County Sheriff Bill Brown says 33 victims were identified using DNA. The final body found Wednesday identified through fingerprints. The burned hole of the boat has been pulled up and placed on a salvage boat. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy pointing to a tight Republican victory in North Carolina as a possible sign of the future. We improved by two percentage points. If you simply add two percentage points across, that's 13 more seats with only six more to go to win a majority. California Republicans speaking at a Republican forum in Baltimore this hours after the House Judiciary Committee voted to move forward on guidelines for possible impeachment proceedings against President Trump. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi stepping around questions regarding possible future steps. Jeff Scott, California News. 
If you've bought Nike or Adidas shoes lately, I'm sorry. Sorry that you didn't just get yourself some Skechers. Because Skechers have all the performance and comfort you could ever dream of for less. Just ask Skechers elite runner Edward Chezarek, who tied the world record for the fastest 5K. Or the nurse who's comfortable on her feet all day thanks to Skechers air-cooled memory foam. Or people wearing Skechers Go Walks who feel like they're walking on clouds. They'll all say no shoes perform better and are as comfortable as Skechers. Find Skechers at a Skechers store near you or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Be a flu fighter with a free flu shot from Walgreens. It's no cost to you with most insurance. It's quick, easy, with no appointment needed. Plus, it lowers your chances of spreading the flu to the people you care about most. Get your flu shot by September 16th and get a coupon for $5 off an eligible purchase of $15 that day. This is your shot to protect you and the ones you love. Be a flu fighter. Walgreens. Trusted since 1901. Coupon offer not valid in Arkansas, New Jersey, or New York. See coupon for terms and restrictions. Vaccines subject to availability and some restrictions may apply. California Headline News, a teacher in Moreno Valley has just landed a first-of-its-kind internship, and a lot of people are no doubt jealous. Mona Godfrey is a teacher at Rancho Verde High School. She was selected by California burger chain Farmer Boys to be its first-ever bacon intern. Godfrey selected for more than 300 applicants. She'll make $1,000 for one eight-hour work week. Her duties, taste-testing menu items that include bacon, rating each slice of bacon for crispiness, flavor, and thickness. California News, I'm Jeff Scott. Okay, let's talk about it. Shatter your notions. You like to enjoy life, right? Maybe you imbibe a little. Come on, you know, uh, weed. 70% of Californians agree that cannabis should be safe, legal, and easy. Now it's available at Shatter Dispensary in San Bernardino. Shatter has a full line of cannabis products, including cannabis cartridges, concentrates, edibles, and CBD massage bombs. Top-of-the-line products, services, and brands in a safe, classy environment, all tested in state-licensed laboratories. Shatter is at 350 West 5th Street in downtown San Bernardino, open daily from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. From affordable to top shelf, Shatter can help you find the perfect product for your cannabis needs. Google Shatter Dispensary and Lounge in San Bernardino, and you've got it. That's Shatter, S-H-A-T-T-E-R. Must be 21 years of age or older. Shatter, license C10. 0000542. Rancho Sierra Vista Equestrian Center in San Juan Capistrano reminds listeners that a new school season is upon us. 2018 was the worst year in history for gun violence in our school systems. Let's make a change. Let's make a difference. Don't wait until it's too late. If you see or hear suspicious activity, contact your school administration or the local authorities. That's from Rancho Sierra Vista Equestrian Center in San Juan Capistrano, where they are working to make our communities safer places to raise our children. Broadcasting more local radio programs than any other station in California, we are KCAA. Good morning. I'm Erin Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA. And I really should introduce myself as Typhoid Mary because this cold is not going away. Cough, mm-hmm. cough. The so, one true cold. <laughs> the one cold to rule them all. <laughs> Yikes. So uh, we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA. And to, do- to, to die? No. Today is Friday, fun day. That means Adam Russell from Opus Bank and... What was that? Today. Today. Adam Russell from Opus Bank and from CSUSB's Jack Brown School of Business and Public Administration's Business Alliance is joining us to talk about all things money, economy, finance, yada, yada, in the Inland Empire. Adam Russell, welcome back. Well, hello. Love has to die. <laughs> We're going to go over some things. Oh, my God. Is that what you meant to do? You have a little bit of back accent there, love? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> it was wonderful to hear you say today. <laughs> no, no, I am not from London, and I do not speak the Cockney <laughs> ad- dialect. <laughs> Good morning. Good. It is, what is today? Today is Friday the September 13th. 20th. Oh, my God, September 13th. Right, Tristadecophobia or whatever the heck yeah, that Tristan is. Yeah, Tristadecophobia. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. we have a full moon tonight, too. So the weirdos are going to be out in force. 
Oh boy. Okay. Stay home. Stay stay sheltered. Oh boy. Shelter in place. Uh, wow. How are you? How are you, Todd? I'm dandy. Excellent. Well, so, so, now you're you're uh, you're Tobin's brother, is that correct? I am. I am Tobin's better version. <laughs> well, you sound like the better version. Okay. Well, good. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Um, so, hey, the empires, and that's what we focused on, you know, generally business and numbers and uh, the U.S. And the world and stuff, but we really like to focus on the empire. And uh, there were a couple things that, uh, it's been a while since I've been on, uh, that came out. And one was a uh, great article um, that came out in in the Valley Daily Bulletin, it was, and it was in August, uh, and it was written by John Husing and Manfred Geil. And uh, John Husing, everybody seems to know, he's been in the area for 55 years uh, talking about the economy in, in the Inland Empire. Manfred Geil is an associate professor over at Claremont McKenna. I've heard him speak a number of times, very good. Uh, and so that led me to go over to Husing's Inland Empire Quarterly Economic Report that he puts out. Quarterly, obviously. Uh, now I'm starting to sound like the Cockney idiot. Uh, in 2009, uh, the Inland Empire is on track to reach a million and a half jobs. 2009. And for I mean, 2019, good lord! Oh my god! Hello, let's get a cup of coffee. Going. Yes. Um, so that would be 237,000 jobs above 2007 peak of 1,300 or up 18% from that time. Now, that's a lot of jobs, and the numbers by themselves are just numbers that don't mean a lot. But California's gain over that same period was 12.8%. We gained 18%. Wow. That's the great. US, the U.S. is up 94 So the Inland Empire, once again, you know, when, it, when it's going well, the Inland Empire does very well. Uh, when it's south, well, you know... At some point in time, the economy will go south. Is it a hard, is it a hard hit? I don't think so. Um, it may slow down, and things are slowing down. There is no doubt that things are slowing down. Um, but for the time being, we can celebrate that 10 years ago is when the recession, uh, the Great Recession ended. That was in July of 2009. Okay, but it ended on paper. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, it did. It ended on paper. That's when it started growing again, and the growth was very slow. Uh, and, uh, you know, good news, bad news, the good news is that it, the, it, the recession ended, and it started growing again. Um, but the, the slow growth, for better or for worse, just allows you to grow measuredly, as opposed to before the recession, you were looking at 5% GDP growth, which was a lot. Uh, and so the the faster we went up, the faster we went down, and the harder we went down, as evidenced by uh, the Great Recession. Um, you know, the uh, the fall in unemployment rates has really been nothing short of spectacular. The empire dropped from a peak of 14.4 percent in 2010, and to your point, that's where you know, the after effects of the recession. We had 14.4 percent unemployment in 2010, wow. uh, and now it's at 4.2 percent for 2019, and the U.S. as a whole, I believe, is at 3.6. Wow! So, what is this? What what kind of decisions are your clients and yet what are you seeing out there are they hiring are they are they not are they is it a hold pattern i mean with with the tariffs and all of that what what decisions are business makers business people making the really the the tariffs are having uh are having an impact especially if you're pulling if you're importing goods from china now i have a customer that is a uh lumber wholesale lumber provider he's got some particular type of product that he brings in from china that's milled there and they just do a good job of it, cutting, milling, and putting it into a container. And he brings over about four to five containers a month. Uh, not a ton. I mean, there's a lot of business that bring up a lot more than that. And this is costing him, the tariffs are costing him $9,000 per container. So that's $45,000 every month. Wow. Uh, so it has an impact. Now, he is able to pass those costs along because he supplies builders, whether they're commercial builders or 
structure builders or residential builders, he supplies this type of material to the builders. It's not a huge part of his business, but, you know, it is a part of his business. Um, and so he's able to pass it on to them. And so he's not taking that much of a hit. He is absorbing some cost. But still, that is really, at the end of the day, someone ends up paying for that, whether it's the home buyer, the building buyer, the lease, the person leasing the building, uh, the taxpayer who's paying for the highway construction because some of his lumber goes into highway uh, construction. Someone's going to end up paying for that. And for the small business, it's half a million dollars a year uh, that could otherwise go to someone's bottom line, whether it's not his or the builder's or the buyer's uh, wallet. So uh, they are having an effect. Uh, and a lot of manufacturers are looking, okay, how do I change my supply chain? And it's, it's having also having the impact that owners are saying, can I make that stuff here? Not because they can't get it from China or not because it costs more, but if that supply chain is just Disrupted completely. So I, I, and I, I, I think that this was partly the president's thought with this is that some of these jobs would come back home, um, you know. And I, and there are other countries that we could we could still probably do things cheaply with, you know, sure. Mexico and Vietnam and you know, um, you know, so many other countries. Um, and so I, you know, this this these this trade war that we're in with China. Um, and honestly, I think, you know, maybe it's the beginning of another Cold War because China's not our friend. Um, uh, you know, may, I think people will start making other decisions depending on how long this lasts. Yeah, and, and that's true. And what happened is, of course, the, the, the thing that people think about, well, China, let's go to Vietnam. Well, Vietnam has been flooded with requests and people wanting to come in. They don't have the infrastructure to support the kind of demand that people are looking for. So it's kind of the rats fleeing the ship. They're going to different areas of the world to produce their things. I think Mexico is going to be a beneficiary of that. I think they are already. People have decided, you know, I can bring it closer to the border. It's under, uh, it's under more control. There are a lot of business owners here that just go down uh, down in Tijuana. They have Macadoras down there that uh, there are certain rules and conditions. But it's a huge savings. Uh, and it's, it's a really a benefit. They have good workers. The Mexican worker is a strong worker, um, and it's very inexpensive compared to what it costs in California to make something, and they get it made down in Mexico. Uh, but you have to be pretty measured about it because there are some conditions. Once you hire someone there, there are certain rules before you can let them go. It's not like you can do uh, make an announcement of a layoff and three weeks later everybody's gone. It doesn't quite work that way down there. So uh, there are alternatives, and the other countries will benefit. Some jobs, some jobs have come back here, um, but you know you're going to go to where the economics of the manufacturing process uh, dictate to you. And I think the uh, you know in, in in the Inland Empire they talk about manufacturing, and there's a lot of state regulations and high energy costs that are out here in California, and the sector had 123,000 positions in 2006, and it fell to 85,000 in 2011. That's a huge fall, a drop of 38,000 jobs, or 31%. And by this, by this year, it had only gained back 16,000 workers to 101. So we're still well below the 123 that we had in 2006. Well, and our and our state government just keeps piling on regulations and taxes in every sector. So the yeah. chances of those jobs coming back here are slim and none, and Slim went home. <laughs> he did. He went home to have a drink. <laughs> he went to Texas. <laughs> they do. And, you know, Texas is doing a good job of recruiting folks, uh, but every state has its own issues. You know, property taxes in Texas are pretty high if you want to buy a house. Yeah, but they don't um, have a state income tax. No, no, there you go. I mean, everybody's got the offset. So, you know, and you know, people say, well, I, you know, I can't, I can't live in California. Well, move. I mean, people moved. I mean, you go back 50, 60 years when there was a job, they moved. In the, in the Depression, they didn't just stick around and hang out under by City Hall in L.A. They moved. Yep. Um, so you know, it, it's just one of those things. Construction has always been a bright light uh, in the in the Inland Empire. Um, 
construction dropped from 127,000 jobs in 2006 to 59,000 jobs in 2011. Wow. And that was a 53% drop. Uh, and it's returned to 105, but it's still below the 127,000. So I now, need the- to stop you right there because it's time for a break. We're actually a little overdue. Oh, God, I was exhausted. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right, so with that, it's time for a break. I'm Aaron Brinker. I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. We'll be right back. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is The Man from Yesterday. And back in time, this time to 1987. Bruce Willis is set to marry actress Demi Moore in the fall, probably in November here in 1987. Bruce Willis's career has excelled ever since Moonlighting debuted on ABC TV just a few years ago. Bruce Willis is set to star in an action-adventure movie, Die Hard, and it should be out by next year. That's all right. We have plenty of Dramamine for my first guest tonight, Al. My first guest tonight plays David Addison on the hit television series... Of course, the name of the show is Moonlighting. Please welcome Bruce Willis. And from this time in 1960, the surprise hit movie of the summer here in 1960 is Psycho with Janet Leigh and Anthony Perkins. It's another Alfred Hitchcock winner. You have a vacancy? No, we have 12 vacancies. 12 cabins, 12 vacancies. If you want anything, just just tap on the wall. I'll I'll be in the office. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Bates. Norman Bates. And from this time in 1972... Mac Davis, known primarily as a songwriter who's written for the likes of Elvis Presley, may have a huge hit on his own as Baby Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me is beginning to get played on major market radio stations. Baby Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me With more at manfromyesterday.com Rena Center is lowering prices like way down. Now for $19.99 per week, you can get an Xbox One or PS4. And what better way to enjoy those consoles than on an Altoro Dune sofa with a reversible chase. Again, for $19.99 per week, $19.99. Rena Center has a worry-free guarantee, free same-day delivery, and competitor price matching. Rena Center, located in the Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands, where the 10 and the 210 meet between the Alabama and Tennessee exits. Rena Center, $19.99 per week. Sale price is valid until October 28th. Looking for a new place to eat? Delicious food at a great value? The Tri-City Center in Redlands is proud to announce the grand opening of a fine new dining establishment. Terry's Diner, at the former location of the Spunky Steer in Redlands, is officially open for business daily from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. with delicious mouth-watering breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Treat yourself to Terry's tasty dessert menu, such as Terry's famous sundaes, banana splits, hot fudge cake, old-fashioned root beer floats, frosties, cakes, and pies too. You'll find weekly lunch and dinner specials all under $10, including Angus steaks, burgers, Greek salads, pasta seafoods, with wine and beer. Terry's brings years of tasty temptations from DJs in San Bernardino and Altaloma. Join a new tradition in Redlands. Stop by at 1350 Industrial Park Avenue between Tennessee and Alabama in the Tri-City Center. Google Terry's Diner Redlands on Yelp or find them terrysdinerredlands.com. Marin HVAC in West Covina reminds listeners that while school administrators do their best to keep our kids safe, increased gun violence in schools and on campuses continues to threaten our children and school faculty. Parents, encourage your kids to speak up immediately if they hear threats of violence from a peer or if they become aware of a weapon on or near school grounds. That's from Marin HVAC in West Covina, where they believe children are our future, and that's a future well worth protecting. We can't be everything to everyone, or can we? The station that leaves no listener behind, KCAA. Welcome back. I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5, and FM 102.3, your NBC News radio station. And uh, we continue our conversation with 
Adam Russell from Opus Bank and Jack Brown School of Business. This is at CSUSB. Uh, Jack Brown School of Business and Public Administration's Business Alliance. We're talking about the economy and uh, and and economics throughout the Inland Empire and in the state of California and the nation. Adam, there you back. go. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, I was listening to the ad for Terry's Diner there. Boy, that sounds good. I got to tell you that. Uh, it's really if good. I was there. I'd be heading over there for breakfast. It is really, um, really good. I have to tell you, it is really, really good. I, I, uh, sometimes you can you can smell it, and when you when I come in in the morning, I couldn't this morning, but there are days when the wind is just right, and you can smell the <laughs> the bacon. And the first day they opened, this whole radio station smelled like bacon and pancakes. And as I'm doing the show, and I'm like, oh my god, that smells so good. That's right. <laughs> when the show ended, you were over there at seven a.m. <laughs> um, so that's what this is. You know, this economy. Is uh, has been going on for a long time. It's affected a lot of people to open restaurants like Terry's Diner uh, to for people to entrepreneurial go out and get things done because people are spending money. Uh, there's a lot. There's a, still a lot of confidence out there. There isn't a lot of discussion. There's a lot of discussion on recession. Um, you know, and people are saying, well, we really don't see a recession coming yet. Or some things you've got the inverted yield curve. You've got a few other things, but it's different air quotes this time around i'm a little leery because you know we just got no one saw the last one coming i mean some people did and if you haven't seen the movie the big short or read the book the big short uh that'll give you a lesson but uh you know the, the inland empire for the last 10 years has been slowly growing one sector that did not get packed at all any guesses uh healthcare Todd? healthcare exactly uh, it's been significant and having lost no jobs during the Great Recession. Because yeah, the baby boomers are aging. Well, we are. Uh, in 2007, the sector had 97,900 jobs. This year, it's on track to have 149,500 jobs. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's a gain of 51,057%. A median income, uh, that's a good sector, 65,000. I've had several friends whose kids, uh, sons and daughters, have gone into nursing. And, you know, it really affords you a decent living. It does. Because the wage is good. It does. It does. It does. So tell us what's going on with the Business Alliance. Are are, uh, you gearing up for the Spirit of the Entrepreneur Awards? We are. So you have, we have our first meeting. Where is our first meeting this year? It is October 1, Tuesday, October 1. Um, and what I'll do is I'll send you out an email on that. Uh, but we are getting back together. Uh, that's the first meeting of the year. Um, and that's going to, I, it's in one of the, uh, it's in one of the conference rooms they have on campus. Uh, and it's, it's, the idea is uh, we have lunch meetings. We'll have faculty come in. We'll have outside people come in uh, from industry as well as municipalities come in and brief uh, business alliance members as to what's going on. Uh, the business alliance, and we haven't talked about it really for a long time, so thanks for bringing it up. Uh, we we do is we raise money for scholarships uh, for students at the Jack Brown uh School of uh, Business and Public Administration, uh, so that they can help, uh, you know, get through college, help not have as much student debt as maybe they would have. And we've had some very good college, you know, scholarship recipients that have come, written very good notes to us, been very grateful because the Business Alliance we don't pick. Uh, it's kind of a blind. It's a blind. Uh, it's a selection process where uh, we just put out the money and the people apply. And we don't interview the people. Uh, they do qualify on merit and grades and need. And it's really fun to hand out these scholarships at the end of the year. Uh, uh, it's really, it's really neat. The school does a very good job of, do, of, of getting that. Did we lose you? Oh, I'm here. Okay, good, um, good. So I, I have to say, I, um, I I have been in meetings where, like, the marketing association, student marketing uh-huh. association, will come in and they'll do a pitch. Um, they need support for going to a conference or you know competing in some sort of a competition, and they'll do a pitch to the business alliance to raise money for their trips. And I've been really pleased with the quality of of it's work. Fun to that's see, isn't it? yeah, it's great. These kids are terrific. Yeah. Yeah, you know, 
And I look at that, I go, well, okay, well, there goes my job. Because she's, <laughs> she's a lot brighter than I am, I'll tell you that. Uh, well, and I want to introduce, before you leave, I'm going to have her jump in. Uh, Michelle Sanchez is a stellar student from Cal State in the uh, 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 fine School of Finance. And uh, go ahead and flip that mic on, and we will, Michelle, uh, uh, say hello. Hi, thank you. So great to be here. I'm really great. Like just listening to you guys, especially like <laughs> Professor, just so oh. much knowledge. Oh. <laughs> we got her full, don't we, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> so Shell is a one of our mentors for our uh, for the Making Hope Happen Foundation's uh, mentor supported wow. scholarships, which means she's working with younger Cal State students just to to help guide them through their first two years. So we offer scholarships to um, uh, students uh, who've graduated from San Bernardino City Unified Schools, and then they get us uh, usually an upperclassman, but sometimes a graduate student. Uh, to mentor them for those first two years to help with all the things that aren't in the oh, so course catalog. It, is so key. it really Absolutely. is. And so, and Excel and I started talking, and she's got a, you know, she understands finance. And so um, I thought, well, I think she's a budding broadcaster. And so I brought her on, and, <laughs> and uh, she's going to be joining us in the next segment to talk about, uh, you know, her perspective. And it's going to be a different perspective than you or mine. Uh, and that'd be, I'll have to listen to that because that's going to be interesting to hear, uh, to see what, what the perspective is. Because, you know, I'm at, yeah, I'm at not the tail end of my career, but certainly on the, on the declining side of the career. And so I've got a different focus than she would have on the very beginning of that career. How exciting. What's that like, Gary? I, I've lost that feeling. What is that like? <laughs> to be excited? To be excited at the beginning of your career is like, wow, you're, you're fearless. And that's the beauty of it. And, that's, and that is really, I, I go out and talk to a lot of much younger business owners, and they are fearless. Uh, and and I'm, I'm only fearful because I've been doing this 30 years, and I'm jaded. Well, and but there's you know your risk aversion as you get older, oh, obviously yeah. increases because when you're young you can absorb the risks. I mean, you're going to talk bet. about the Great Recession, and then we'll get to Shell. Um, but if we talk about the Great Recession, the poor people who lost everything, especially you know you think about the people who were who were buffaloed by uh, B- uh, Bernie Madoff and people of his ilk that lost yeah. everything at the end of the careers. They had millions of dollars, and now they're greeters at Walmart. There you go. So. There you go. So, Excel, are you excited about the future? Oh, yes, I am. I'm young, and my generation just takes risks because, you know, we have so much pressure. Oh, what the heck? Let's do it. There you go. I love it. That's what you do. I love it. So we do have to take a break. Um, And Adam, you are welcome to stay on with us. I know that you're a super busy guy, so just let us know if you can stay or not. I, I do have another call i got to prepare for in about 15 minutes, so I will not be, but I will be listening for the next 15 to see what's going on. Right on. So, Adam Russell, tell people how they can find and follow you on social media. Best way is uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, and so you go to LinkedIn, look me up, Adam Russell, Opus Bank. I'll pop up. There's not many of Adam Russell's at Opus Bank there. And just send me an in-mail, and I will respond. Well, Adam Russell, thank you so much for joining us, as always. We love our Friday fun days. Have a great Indeed. weekend. Thank you, Aaron. You too. All right. So with that, it's time for a break. I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. We'll be right back. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292 FQ Riverside, and K293 CF Moreno Valley. NBC News Radio. I'm Lisa Carter. Democratic presidential candidates pushing for stronger moves to curb gun violence during last night's debate in Houston. Former Congressman Beto O'Rourke making gun control central to his campaign after last month's shooting in his hometown of El Paso, Texas. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Another candidate seeking to stand out with a different strategy. Cash. Entrepreneur Andrew Yang campaigning on paying $1,000 a month to every American adult if he wins, now offering the same to selected supporters. That giveaway now triggering questions about whether it violates campaign finance law. NBC's Hallie Jackson reporting. The House Judiciary Committee's approved rules governing the possible impeachment of President Trump. 
Thursday's party line vote essentially sets ground rules for how the committee would handle impeachment proceedings. Trump says House Democrats are just playing politics. Just weeks after Hurricane Dorian, a tropical storm warning is issued for the Bahamas and a tropical storm watch for parts of Florida's east coast because of another threatening storm. This is the last thing the northern Bahamas needs, but we are keeping an eye on this uh, potential tropical cyclone nine right now. It's in the central Bahamas. Winds are just at 30 miles per hour, but it is expected to strengthen as it takes uh, this move to the north and west. There's a possibility as it moves through the northern Bahamas, it could be a tropical storm. NBC meteorologist Dylan Dreyer. The storm's expected to approach the Florida Peninsula tomorrow. It might be a tropical depression or even tropical storm strength by then. And there's an arrest warrant out for R. Kelly after he failed to show up for a hearing to face child prostitution charges in Minneapolis. The singer's accused of paying a 17-year-old to dance for him back in 2001 in Minneapolis. Kelly didn't show up to Thursday's hearing because he's locked up in Chicago awaiting trial on federal sex crime charges. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. It's time to take a look at our roadways. I'm Erin Brinker. In uh, Fontana on the 10 westbound before Sierra Avenue, an accident has the left lane blocked. There's some stop and go traffic backed up from Pepper. In Riverside, there's a two vehicle crash on the 215 northbound at Box Springs Road. Uh, the left lane is blocked with, um, sorry, sorry, that's in the center divider. Uh, traffic is heavy from before Cactus. The 60 West is slow from Pigeon Pass to the 215, and this is an injury wreck involving a downed motorcycle. In Riverside on the 215 northbound after Central, an accident has been cleared. Stop-and-go traffic is backed up from Cactus. And in Ludlow, yes, all the way out in Ludlow on the 40 eastbound after Crucero Road, an accident has the right lane blocked. This has been your traffic report. Drive carefully, everyone. I'm Erin Brinker, and this is KCAA. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Lori. Sunny for this morning and afternoon. High of 102. Winds up to 20 miles an hour in the afternoon. They could gust up to 30 miles an hour. Overnight clear with a low of 68. Sunny on Saturday with a high of 101. Sunday mostly sunny with a high of 99. 90 on Monday. I'm Lori broadcasting live from the Tri-City Center at the 10 and 210 freeways. We are the trifecta of talk in Southern California. KCAA 102.3 FM River. Side 106.5 FM Redlands and the Legacy 1050 AM Loma Linda San Bernardino. Okay, let's talk about it. Shatter your notions. You like to enjoy life, right? Maybe you imbibe a little. Come on, you know, uh, weed. 70% of Californians agree that cannabis should be safe, legal, and easy. Now it's available at Shatter Dispensary in San Bernardino. Shatter has a full line of cannabis products, including cannabis cartridges, concentrates, edibles, and CBD massage bombs. Top-of-the-line products, services, and brands in a safe, classy environment, all tested in state-licensed laboratories. Shatter is at 350 West 5th Street in downtown San Bernardino, open daily from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. From affordable to top shelf, Shatter can help you find the perfect product for your cannabis needs. Google Shatter Dispensary and Lounge in San Bernardino, and you've got it. That's Shatter, S-H-A-T-T-E-R. Must be 21 years of age or older. Shatter, license C10-0000542. You're listening to KCAA, your good neighbor along the way. I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. And I want to remind everyone all the ways that you can follow us or follow me on social media. Uh, Todd is not a Facebooker. We've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you can follow me on Facebook. I'm Aaron Hunt Brinker on Facebook. Um, I'm at Aaron Songbird on Twitter, although frankly, I'm not very active on Twitter. Um, Facebook, if you want to interact with me, is the best way. And I'll tell you, I post lots of articles, some I agree with, some with I, some that I don't. Um, if you've got a, uh, a comment, please jump in and comment, but don't be a jerk about it. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> so with that, I am super excited to welcome, and I, I, I teased it in the last segment, uh, teased this segment in the last segment, uh, Michelle Sanchez. She is a student of finance at Cal State San Bernardino in their school, sorry, had to cough. Um, they're uh, Jack Brown's uh, School of Business and Public Administration. And uh, she is uh, a student mentor for uh, students who are also attending Cal State San Bernardino. And we got into this conversation about finance. And she's got a really good head on her shoulders and knows how money works and how to make money work for, for you, which is rare um, for somebody so young. And so I thought, ah, I would love to bring her on the air. And, and I think she's a budding broadcaster. So, Excel, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So, so tell us about, give us a little back background about you. Who are you? Well, I'm a student. I've been a student most of my life, and I've really, you know, got all the books and the stuff down. Now I just want to get out there and practice. I love finance. I love money since, like, the beginning. I've noticed money is used everywhere, you know? Sure, absolutely. And so... Um, you know, it's not only, you know, because everybody, you know, money, 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 everybody loves money, but not everybody manages it well. And no, but not many people, especially your age, understand how to make it work. Um, you know, why it's the, the, the importance of the relationship that you have with money. But you, on the other hand, seem you seem to get that. Yeah, I mean, from an early age, I just was taught that money was everything you need money to go walk to the store buy something pay bills and that really um attracted me i just love money how it's made how it works and i'm pretty good at managing it so i decided why not make a career out of it if i love it i can be successful and indeed I'm really dedicated indeed yeah. all right and but you also like helping helping others i mean um you know the 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 fact that you're a mentor really impresses me that you are um uh checking in the way the mentorship program works is they uh, that, that the mentors check in with their students at least once a month and you know kind of provide them coaching and resources and connect them with things on campus that might be interesting or helpful for them and um and you know you do a really good job with that yeah thank you well I do try I mean yes I like money but I also like helping others and educating them because some people just don't or don't have the resources and you know just what a advice can do for you it can go a long way so so tell us about you know there's some uh, let's jump right into some topics that are I'm sorry, I'm struggling with my cough this morning. Um, there's, there's, uh, we'll jump right in with some topics about uh, that, that, that your generation is really dealing with when it comes to money. One of them is student loans. And, you know, tell us your philosophy on student loans. Don't get them if you don't need to. If you can avoid them, great. If you absolutely need to, then you have to do your research and you have to be very well equipped. You can't just say, I want a loan, just give me anything you've got. You have to be careful because loans are not on your side. They're not. No. You can't discharge them in bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. You can't. I mean, basically, you have to die or pay them off. Yes. Those are your two choices. <laughs> <laughs> those are not good choices. Well, paying them off. I mean, you know, but yes, those are, it's not a good option. So, you know, when you were looking at universities, um, you know, did the cost of the university come into your mind? Or was that part of um, uh, your decision making process, choosing oh, a university? Of course. That was the first thing I looked. I'm like, can I afford it? It's really good. But Will I be in debt and then stressed over that, then jobs? You know, if, it, if it's the less, the better, and still CSUSB, a great education, all of them in one. What's your philosophy on saving? Do it all the time. I love this quote by Charles C. Noble. Like, First we make our habits, then our habits make us. If you don't have a good habit of money making and saving it for, like, emergency or, like, uh, an investment, a business fund, it's... It's not going to be good if you don't have any savings. And how much do you do? You, do you save a certain percentage each month? Do you do what they what the gurus call pay yourself first? Yes, I do. I always advocate for saving, and I do it myself. If after everything, expenses fifty percent goes to your expenses, and then maybe a good twenty or thirty if you can to savings, and then you know you can use the other for like. Um, leisure and everything you want to buy is really up to you but you really have to save so what if you're living you know because people say okay fine but mm -hmm. i make you know minimum wage and you know i have to have a place to, to live etc i mean what if i can't save anything well that's good i at least you're recognizing it and the first thing to do if, you, if you're living pay paycheck to paycheck is to avoid that to see if you can cut any expenses and if even if you save a dollar each day that's still saving something than nothing it's a dollar yeah that's thirty dollars a month 
and $30 a month, it's $360 a year, right? So, you know, that adds up. Yeah, and if, especially if you're having a, in a tight space, at least if you're doing something, then you get into the habit, and then when you make more, then it'll be easy for you. So, you know, in, in future topics, I want to, we'll be talking about things like compounding interest. Mm -hmm. And that's a concept for, that's difficult for people to get their arms around. And it, it works in your favor when it comes to investments, but it works against you when it comes to credit cards. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, we could talk about that now if you're ready to talk about it now. Yeah, of course. So go for it. How does compounding interest work? See, compound interest is basically if you have money and let's say the interest is one point something. Well, if you take $14, later on it's going to be, well, if you take $100 and the interest is like one point something, then it's going to be like $14. If a thousand fourteen something, it just keeps on adding and the amount you have now, instead of the 100 now it's 14, 114, then it just grows over to the interest. Okay, I have 114 times now the one point thing. It just keeps like snowballing. Right. Yeah. And so if you borrow $100 and, mm -hmm. and let's just say that you used a, a department store credit card, which I think their interest rates are almost 30%. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're at a department store. So you, you borrow $1,000 mm -hmm. and then that's 30% that you have on top of that. And then, hold on. <coughs> Forgive me. Um, so that's then a thousand, what 30% is $300. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, so then now you have $1,300 that you owe. Well, the next time they add that interest, it's not going to be on the thousand, it's going to be on the 1300. Mm -hmm. And then the next time they, they, um, they, add, they add the interest, it'll be a thousand plus, it'll be 1300 plus the other interest and it snowballs. And that is why when you carry a balance, it becomes very, very difficult to ever pay it off. And that is by design. And the thing is the interest on the, on the 1300 it's not going to be um let me put the interest back on the thousand they're going to charge you 30 percent on the 1300 exactly now so it's going to be even more than before it's not going to be 300 it's going to be probably like 400 and then it just keeps going exactly yes. exactly and so when you you know i i understand if you want to get that department store credit card and i've done this i did it recently it, i got a depart i opened up a department store credit card because it gave me all kinds of discounts and so you know i i i you know we bought i bought my husband a replacement wedding ring <laughs> And we ended up saving with all the discounts and the sale they were having. We ended up saving like 600 bucks, which is a lot of money. And as soon as the bill came, paid it off. You have to be careful, too. I mean, like you said, the apartment store is great, but you have to manage your debt. You did your research and said, oh, is this good for me? Then it works. Then, yeah, I'll get it. But some people just say, hey, do you want to um, get it? And they're like... Yeah, the discounts, and it doesn't really work for them in the end. No, no. You have, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. I guess the message, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. And even, you know, we, we run Dave Ramsey on this station. Um, and Dave Ramsey says, even if you're, if you're if, you know, if you can't afford a car, don't finance a car. Mm -hmm. Now, that's tough to do in Southern California, I'm going to be honest, because mm -hmm. you need a car to get around. But, you know, he's, he's to the extremes, you know, okay, fine. And you buy a beater. And then you pay, you know, pay cash for that. And then when you can afford a nicer beater, you buy a nicer beater car, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, do you have the same philosophy? Yes, and I mean, if even if you say, well, I don't even have money to buy the beater, when like, well, if you want to take a loan, take a loan on paying something cash, and then you don't have the monthly uh, payment, which you, if you miss when you can lose a car, at least you have your car owned, and you only have to pay the bank. Exactly. Yeah. So go a little bit longer, and the money you would have spent on, the, on a car payment, start putting that aside for your car. Yeah. And so, yeah, you'll have to go a little longer without a car, maybe taking the bus, maybe you're walking or riding a bike, but... When, it, when you can buy that car, it's yours. Yeah, and then you'll never have to worry about taking the bus or anything unless you, know, you don't you want to. Unless yeah. you want to. Unless you want to. So or you I, have to buy for, pay for brakes or oil or gas or tires. True. Or, that's true. Owning a car has expenses. So you don't have to you know, think about the cost of buying the car, but also the cost of owning and operating the car. That's it's, all I'm saying. It, no, you're absolutely right, Todd. It's absolutely right. Did you have any questions for Excel? Uh, nope, been enjoying the conversation, but just interjected <laughs> the part that I had. So um, we have to take another break. Oh, my God. And I'm struggling. So, Excel, we're going to have you on, um, probably give you a regular segment. You, so we'll, you'll be our, our reporter on the street, a young person um, uh, talking about money from a young person's perspective. And so I'm just super glad to have you aboard. Oh, thank you. And about the breaks thing, I mean, yes, but at least you don't have to worry about a payment and the insurance. So it's either way, it's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. you do have to worry about the insurance. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, it's going to be less. Right. Yeah, I I'm just saying there's expenses yeah. beyond just buying the car that you have to budget for as well. And, yeah. and that's all I was saying. So, so yeah, I have a I have a, um, a 12-year-old, no, well, almost 12-year-old um, car that I drive. And I want a new car so badly, but it still runs. Mm-hmm. And the registration's cheaper. But, you know, I paid $1,000 recently in just maintenance. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, well, it's cheaper than a car payment. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just the tune-up and oil change and, ro- you know, all this stuff that you have to do. And, uh, yeah, but there's always yeah. an expense with a car. That's, That's about a quarter of what I paid to keep my truck running, which is, uh, what, 10 years old. So it's about the same age. But why why get a new one? It runs great now, and, and I'll probably get it, keep it for another 10 years. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So with that, uh, we're taking a break. I'm Erin Brinker. I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. We will be right back. From the Bureau of Economic Geology... This is Earth Date. If you've been to Iceland, you know it doesn't have much ice. In fact, there's so much grass that on maps it's colored green. On the other hand, you probably know that Greenland is covered in glaciers. So why is the green one Iceland and the white one Greenland? Legend has it that the Vikings who discovered Iceland wanted to protect it from settlement, so gave it an unflattering name but it was actually a matter of perspective. The first explorer to Iceland had a terrible trip. His daughter died on the long voyage. He arrived in winter, and his livestock froze. That spring, his ship was nearly sunk by icebergs. Fed up, he called it as he saw it. Iceland, and the name stuck. A century later, another Viking explorer was visiting Iceland when he got in a fight with the settlers and was run off the island. He sailed west and found Greenland, which was warmer than today and the coastal areas were indeed green. Wanting to attract settlers, he called it Greenland. They came and built farms and grazing operations, which lasted until around 1400, when the climate cooled. Greenland's glaciers expanded, leaving less green land. Today, the Arctic is warming, which means Greenland's glaciers are melting, and it may one day be greener again. Conversely, cold glacial meltwater entering the ocean from Greenland could blunt the Gulf Stream that warms Iceland, making it icier. I'm Scott Tinker for Earth Date, bringing you mysteries of science and history. Earth Date is produced by the Bureau of Economic Geology at the University of Texas at Austin, with support from Schlumberger, helping oil and gas companies increase production and efficiency while lowering environmental impact. You can hear more Earth Date stories at earthdate.org. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The Hebo Tea Club's original Pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at DeHeboTeaClub.com or call 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-E-B-O. So DeHeboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. Looking for a new place to eat? Delicious food at a great value? The Tri-City Center in Redlands is proud to announce the grand opening of a fine new dining establishment. Terry's Diner, at the former location of the Spunky Steer in Redlands, is officially open for business daily from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. with delicious mouth-watering breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Treat yourself to Terry's tasty dessert menu, such as Terry's famous sundaes, banana splits, hot fudge cake, old-fashioned root beer floats, Frosties, cakes and pies too. You'll find weekly lunch and dinner specials all under $10, including Angus steaks, burgers, Greek salads, pasta seafoods with wine and beer. Terry's brings years of tasty temptations from DJs in San Bernardino and Altaloma. Join a new tradition in Redlands. Stop by at 1350 Industrial Park Avenue between Tennessee and Alabama in the Tri-City Center. Google Terry's Diner Redlands on Yelp or find them terrysdinerredlands.com. K-C-A-A.
A. Welcome back. I'm Erin Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. And if Andrew Yang has his way, everybody will get $1,000 a month just for breathing. Well, he actually said that he was going to give 10 families while while they were still in, in you know, during, during his campaign, he was going to randomly select 10 families and start giving them $10,000 a month or $1,000 a month for a year. Okay, is that buying a vote? Well, yeah, there's there was some question as to whether or not that was legal, because <laughs> um, you got to imagine those 10 households would be thinking, yeah, Andrew Yang's a pretty good guy. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know how that works. So, in country, you know? well, they've there have been areas that around the world that have tried universal basic income, and it just makes people lazier. Yeah, well, you know, I I, I understand the the concept or kind of where they're going with that. They're they're saying that you know we're getting more and more automation and less and less actual jobs for people to do, and so you know how do we evolve from our money based economies into something more like Star Trek? Right. Of course, in Star Trek, everybody's self-motivated and does things for the love of doing them. Um, I'm not sure that jibes with human nature. It doesn't. And innovation is the uh, so uh, I'm sorry. Necessity is the mother of invention. So uh, there have been technological advances throughout time. I mean, think about the Industrial Revolution. And I'm sure there were people wringing their hands about jobs going away. And guess what? People created more jobs and different kinds of jobs, things that that were inconceivable before the Industrial Revolution. And there's no reason to think this would be any different. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that there's lots of different ways for things to go. And I think that that, that sort of um, ideal of, again, I use Star Trek as the example when, you know, nobody has jobs. If you watch the um, the first Star Trek First Contact movie where uh, Picard and crew go back to sometime just slightly in the future from now as opposed to hundreds of years from now. And, uh, and they explain to them that, yeah, we don't have money anymore. Um, it's... It's there's not a good explanation. There's not a good story there to explain, like, how do we get to that point? How do we kind of uh, move from that? And, you know, I mean, I understand what yeah, Andrew Yang's trying to do, but I have my doubts. But I think that there would be some people who would be very self-motivated. I mean, there's people who are self-motivated now to go do things. And if they if you're, you know, have have uh, all your needs taken care of, why not? But but. Here's the thing. If there's no uh, private property, what you're talking about if there's no money is that there's no private property, right? And that's been tried. I understand it's a nice idea. Marx l- thought it was a nice idea, but it doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't jive with human nature. Um, people want to see, want to realize the fruits of their labor. And if you, if you take that away, yeah, there'll still be people who are innovative and curious, but in the, in the fashion of a hobbyist, it's not like they're going to be motivated to, 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 to build the next big thing because why would they be? Well, I think that um, this, the statement that there's no private property, people own property now, the people who own it still own it. But and if you have if somebody no... Else, if somebody else wants a piece of property, there can, you can set up a tribunal that would then say, you know, multiple people want the property, each of you make your case for it, and then they, you know, decide like a like a jury as to who gets it. Oh my gosh, that's terrible! I think that would be awful. <laughs> I think that would be awful. Well, I, it, I mean, right now, why is you know it, it means that somebody who 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 has a good case for how they're going to use the property and how they want to use the property. I mean, right now, it's all already decided by the city as to how you can use the property if you're buying a piece of property, right? Yeah, but you don't and, have to go to a tribunal if you want to buy a piece of land. No, you have to go out and 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 get a bunch of money. So why not make a case to people as to how that what's the best way to use that land? And if you've got the better case for doing it, then you get the opportunity to do it. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no, because it I'm has. I'm saying to- there are alternatives, and I haven't thought this through very much at all. We're thinking of it on the fly. <laughs> oh yeah, right? we're just thinking. We're but, just we're just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I mean, I'm just I just. As a for instance, there's a, there are other ways of deciding, you know, 
I, I how, just how things are divvied up other than who has the most cash because that's not always fair either. No, but it's not about being fair. It's about being, you know, I mean, when I say about fair, meaning fair is an equity that everybody gets the same because not everybody works the same. Not everybody has the same ideas. Not, not everybody. I mean, people are not equal in that sense. Um, they're, they're equal in the, in the, in, right. In so op- the smart person who has the best business plan is the one who would get the opportunity but, to use that, that, but you want to give resources. that kind of power to a tribunal? Well, I mean, I, and I say tribunal. I mean, how that tribunal is put together, it could be like a jury of people that come together oh, no, and, no, then, no. and then they disband immediately. So it's not like it's the same group of people making decisions mm. all the time. It's like they, they were brought together for one decision. That just it could makes be done my, online. That it makes my be, heart weep. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so t- with that... We're at the end of our show for today. I'm Erin Brinker. <laughs> and I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA. Have a great weekend, everyone. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 